So just feeling, feeling is healing. So that's why you can just do nothing and sit and meditate. And then literally it has benefits on health, body, mind, like proven scientifically. It's like you don't have to do anything more than just really feel. And whenever you have this urge to escape, you know, so it doesn't need to be on the slack line. It doesn't need to be anywhere. It's just like anytime I notice this moment where I want to escape, I want to fight, flight or freeze, basically. That's the moment where you have the, the opportunity to do the work. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. Julian Desforges is a movement artist and entrepreneur from Montreal, Canada. Founder of Slackline Montreal, he has been deeply invested in practicing, performing, and teaching the balance art of slacklining and highlining for the past 15 years. His endless curiosity for healing and optimal living also guided him into breathwork, dance, kung fu, yoga, acra yoga, meditation, and more recently, hair hanging the ancient Chinese practice of suspending from the hair. His future goal is to design and build play spaces where communities can experience these movement, healing, and play practices. Julien Desforges, welcome to being. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And as always, I love hearing from you. So please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube. And you can follow us on our new Instagram page, at Being with Patrick Cook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast.com. Now, on with the show. Julien Desforges, welcome to Being. How are you, my brother? Doing awesome. How are you? Excellent. How is my French pronunciation of your name? That's great. That's great. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, cool, man. So Julien and I met uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had the honor and the privilege of witnessing you in your artistic glory performing at a retreat uh, called Visionaries Immersion. We were both at here in Costa Rica. And I was just blown away, man, honestly. And honestly, we had a conversation the night before and we really connected. I didn't even know you were an artist or what you did or anything about you. So that was beautiful that we had that moment um, just to connect. And then I saw you on the Slack line and the hair, oh my God. And I was just blown away by your um, your artistry, your athleticism. And, uh, and I was intrigued so much. I was just like, I have to have you on the show and explore you and and hear more about you so i'm really excited to have you here today brother thank you so much yeah i'm stoked to be here cool excited so, to share more of uh, my art totally man so i think uh for people who are not familiar with you maybe we should just start at the beginning who is julien deforge um what do you do and you know what's your story been what's your path what's your life journey been to bring you to this moment in time absolutely yeah so um i'm i would say i'm a movement artist and very passionate about healing and health in general cool uh, most recently i've been very interested and 
like understanding and noticing that there are so many ways that we can heal almost everything, every illness, every disease with nothing else but the body, the mind, the spirit. So it's just like all those practices, including movement and touch and communication. And like, I've made a list actually, and there's, there's like 40, 50 things on my list that are absolutely free, no need for anything material other than your body. And that can heal almost anything. And so I'm, I'm really interested in that. And my main path in the last 15 years have been, uh, has been slacklining. So for those of you don't know what slacklining is, it's a balance practice similar to tightrope, but it's uh, instead of a steel cable, we use a piece of fabric. It's basically nylon or polyester. Most of the time it's about one inch wide. There's also wider ones like two inch, Uh, I use the smaller ones and basically we stretch this between trees and we practice balance. So uh, you can walk on it, you can do and like eventually it becomes very similar to yoga. So it's like doing yoga on a thin little piece of fabric that's elastic and moving in space. So it's very interesting how um, basically the... um, the physicality of it like the, it's like an active meditation but also it shows you in the movement of the line the movement of your mind so mm-hmm. it's if you're agitated the line is going to be agitated if you're calm the line is going to be calm so it becomes this physical representation of your inner world and that's what's really fascinating about it for me and so i've been practicing that for 15 years and about three years into my practice, I uh, went to California. I shoot a film called Highlighting California, which is actually on YouTube for free. It's a one-hour documentary about my first Highline trip. And um, that's Highlining is when you slackline high, so between uh, cliffs and stuff like that. So we go in the mountains, usually the most epic, beautiful places, national parks. So I went to Yosemite National Park. What my first Highline, did that film, and I came back just completely transformed, uh, and I was hooked, completely addicted. I couldn't go back, so it was like, all right, now I'm a Highliner. What do I do with it? And I started my Slackline business in Montreal called Slackline Montreal. I started selling gear and offering different services, mostly events stuff, like going into little events or big events and uh, bringing a bunch of slack lines and just teaching people how to do it, basically just on a kind of freestyle basis. And then I started doing schools and then I started doing performances and like I got into circus and shows and like corporate gigs and I did some high line on the biggest cruise ship in the world and I worked for Cirque du Soleil and it's just like everything kind of like unfolded from that passion for balance and, and health basically. Wow. <clears throat> what, what a journey. And that's, I'm so fascinated. I have so many questions. This is so awesome. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned what you just mentioned about um, your mindset being reflected, the state of your mind being reflected in what the slack line is doing. That is so powerful. And that's one of the prime questions I wanted to ask you. I watched a, um, a documentary called Free Solo with Alex Honnold when he, uh, he free soloed uh, uh, El Capitan in Yosemite, right? And in that, in that film, they talk about how he manages his fear and basically his amygdala, which, which is your fear response in your brain is basically shut off, you know? And so mm-hmm. I'm so curious about how you have cultivated the, the calmness or the, the centeredness, the groundedness to go up on these high slack lines and manage your fear. Like what kind of practices, how have you trained your, yourself to do that? 
Yeah. I mean, fear is fascinating to me. It's uh, really like the opposing force of love, which okay. is interesting, you know, in a way it's just like more and more, I'm starting to understand there's only fear and love, you know, and everything in between, but it's like, <laughs> so, so fear gets in the way of, of, of love really. And uh, on a general sense, you know, and it also kind of makes you, a little bit disabled in the you know in your capacities all capacities physical mental basically when you're in fear you're kind of in the in a in a fear response you're you're not able to be 100% serving and you know 100% efficient totally so how do you train that i mean you have to face it i think there's no other way to deal with fear than to actually face your fears mm-hmm. first notice it you know like And on the line, it's really a place where you get to observe your thoughts. It's really a meditation. So you see yourself, like you you get on a high line the first time, you're like, why am I so afraid? You know, like I'm attached. It's like, but then you you notice there's there's maybe risk, there's this, there's that. And like, what's the what's the fear? And then the more you go into it and the more you really look at it in the face, and you're like, wait a minute, like. Um, uh, should I be afraid of this? You know, and what level of fear here is necessary for my survival and what level of fear is getting in the way of me achieving my goal. And so it's really about that. It's like putting yourself in a place that is uncomfortable, unstable and fearful, and then dealing with it, you know, and the only way to deal with it really is to go back to your breath, calm down, you know, just don't think too much, just kind of like focus on what you have control over and don't focus over, don't focus on what you don't control, you know? So like the the line is moving, you're like, oh my God, like it's, it's up high or it's raining or it's windy or it's like all these things that I don't control. So what do I control? What Mm. can I do? Mm. And so it's all about, for me, it's all about the breath and it's all about just calming down the nervous system, you know, just like seeing how excited you get how like nervous how anxious you get in those situations and then just breathe it all out just like okay now that i see this and i know that that's not what i want to cultivate i want to just breathe it out just let it go and then every time i exhale it's like i'm sending energy into my core i i imagine always like the energy going in and down and like bringing that that force back to my center you know so like instead of just kind of like ah, my energy going everywhere i'm bringing yeah. intentionally bringing my energy towards my own center which is where i do have control you know so if i make my core really solid and i control my breath and i control my body this is the only thing i can control mm. so i cannot do anything about the rest yes i love i love how this maps like the the physical um, challenge that you're describing and it, it maps to sort of your inner compass, your inner world and what's going on there and how you manage the external and the internal in unison with each other. And mm. like, so when we do face fear in life, that isn't necessarily, you know, like falling off a cliff or fall, falling off a slack line. It's the same idea. It's like, we want to run away from fear. We don't want to deal with it. We just want it to go away. And by turning towards it, 
and giving it the light of your consciousness and then realizing that it's there to keep you safe. And then you can say, thank you, but, and I'm going to continue remaining centered and calm, especially when you're challenging yourself outside of your comfort zone, like for example, on a slack line in the physical world, but you know, in the internal world, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, uh, go through a personal transformation or some change in your inner world, you're going to be facing that same fear and that same, the mm-hmm. ego is going to be shouting at you to, you know, it's like, oh, this is unsafe. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you can sort of look at the fear, like you're talking about and, and manage it and breathe into your center, that is so, so powerful. So I'm really curious though, is that something that comes innately to you or did you have to cultivate it over time? And what kind of practices do you do off the slack line to help you perform on it? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a practice. So I don't think anybody like, you know, just comes with it and it's like we all have it that skill but we yeah. all have to practice that's right it. we all have it right important. yeah yeah totally so it's not it's not like it's not like i'm better than anybody else because i do this and i've seen so many people start slacklining and highlining that were just like me in the beginning not that good you know and like the first highline i did i was terrified and yeah. now it's fun you yeah. know but like i still have fear even now and you know you you i i think practicing slackline is the best way and highlining, you know, and just exposing yourself and just even just standing on the edge of a cliff, you know, and like practicing your breath. And that's all for me, the best way to deal with that. But I also do um, a lot of meditation. I've done several Vipassana meditation retreats, like silent retreats. And it's a practice that I try to keep alive in in my life. You know, Uh, sometimes I stop for a while, but like, it's very, very powerful because it's that same idea of like not reacting basically, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's like, there's fear, there's all these emotions, discomfort, like all the unpleasant sensations of like, yeah, yeah, fear doesn't feel great in the body, you know, but like, how do I just observe it and then allow it to kind of dissipate on its own because I cannot control it Mm -hmm. other than breathing, you know, and like being alive and just observing it and not panicking. So it's a lot about that for me, the practice. And other than that, I started the same year I started slacklining. I did, uh, I started Kung Fu and I did Kung Fu like three times a week for about eight years of my life. And I had to quit at some point because I moved out of Montreal, but like had some really amazing masters in a school in Montreal. And I've been doing a lot of martial arts that was very helpful as well to gain that control and also just exercise and sweat and learn how to control yourself yeah um what else i mean obviously yoga is amazing practice um yeah for everything you know also super great healer um but i'd say that's that's pretty much it you know like i mostly slackline and then you know yeah yeah so i, I think do breath work as well breath work and uh cold baths like ice cold Bath is definitely like a similar again it's like teaching you how not to react so like you get into this like super cold bath or shower or something and then your body just wants to react and you learn how to breathe and you just like stay calm stay put and and then allow the all the feelings to to be felt it's actually my my biggest uh, mantra these days is feeling is healing and I realized that like a lot of disease comes from this avoid- 
points of feeling the feelings and actually all the addictions also come from like me not wanting to feel what I'm feeling. So whether it's fear or it's anything in that gradient between fear and love, you know, like any emotion really, some are pleasant. So you, you crave for it and some are unpleasant. You don't want it, but ultimately we're here to feel that, you know, it's like the result of all of the, the past karma that was before that is not even me. It doesn't have to do anything with me. I'm just kind of the tip of the iceberg of generations and generations of humans and other creatures even before that. Mm-hmm. And now like, why do I feel anger or, or sadness or anything, you know, and it's, I'm realizing that it's kind of our job as an incarnated being now to, express those emotions but also to just feel them you know just like just be those emotions in in the now and it's by just again in the vipassana meditation it's just that you know you allow things to come up and you don't react to it and you just allow it and you just don't react and you keep doing this you just observe and look and then you see it passes and it passes and it passes and then you're just doing your job that's what it is to be a human you know so just feeling feeling is healing so that's why you can just do nothing and sit and meditate and then literally it has benefits on health body mind like proven scientifically it's like you don't have to do anything more than just really feel and whenever you have this urge to escape and when you whenever you feel the urge to like ah like i'm fighting with my girlfriend or something i just want to leave i just want to run away you know and yeah. then i know this is the moment where i have to do the work yes you know? so it doesn't need to be on the slack line it doesn't need to be anywhere it's just like anytime i notice this moment where i want to escape i want to fight flight or freeze basically yeah that's the moment where you have the, the opportunity to do the work and mm. to be like oh, okay i have to feel this ah oh, I'm, so, I'm so angry it feels like this and then so observe my body and i just feel it and then it passes and then it's like the next time is going to be different yes oh my god that was so awesome dude uh this is so beautiful what you're talking about is like cultivating that deep self-awareness to to recognize when you are triggered like you're talking about and often there's a physical sensation that comes with it like you get hot or you get your tense or your blood pressure or whatever it is and that's the moment where you can recognize okay i am triggered there's something here i don't you know that i want to not i want to fight that urge to escape and just be in it and feel it fully and that is really fucking hard right and for me also find the urge to want to understand that's true yes like we, we, we look at the story and then we just kind of try to understand, but we don't realize yes. we're just making it more of a story. Totally. And like the, the game for me is more like remove the story and just focus on the feeling. Cause yes. like you might be angry because your girlfriend did something or you might be sad because somebody did something, but the story doesn't really matter. Like all of that story was just the, it was just the, the, the opportunity for you to feel that, you know? So it's like whatever mm. you need to feel those emotions life will provide. And so if it's a good positive thing and you're feeling joy or it's a bad thing and you're feeling pain of some sort, it's, it's all good in a way. Mm. It's, it's all just a pretext or a reason or an opportunity that life is giving you to just feel. Yes. So like to forget about the story. Yes. Like if I'm in a, you know, you're in a breakup or something and you're like, Oh my God. And just, you're so sad. Like just, if you can catch yourself and notice, oh, this is just me feeling sadness. What yes. if I forget about the story? What if it's not about that person or that's that thing that's happening to me, but it's actually like an opportunity for me to like feel. Yes. And that's been very powerful for me. 
For sure. Yeah. Well, we're meaning making machines as human beings. We want to attach meaning because it, it comes with some certainty or safety. Right. And so we're constantly trying to create a story about things. And then often those stories just play in our heads for years. Um, yeah, but oh man, so feeling the feelings and like you said, in, uh, emotions are really just information. You know, they're there to give us information about what's going on. They're not necessarily good or bad. So when we talk about negative emotions, they're not negative. They're just a different form of energy, a different form of information for, to help us. Right. Mm -hmm. Our emotions to me are like our guidance system. They're there to aid us in whatever we need in that moment. So running away from them or trying to get rid of them is not useful because then they'll just come back, uh, stronger, you know, mm -hmm. if it's fear. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if you are that disconnection you're talking about that manifests in things like addiction and anxiety and depression and all sorts of things is that disconnection where you're not allowing yourself to feel something. And often it's something like trauma that has been so painful that you can't, you can't summon the courage to look at it. That's where deep, deep healing needs to come in. But that's for me is what the, the stem of addiction is that, that dissonance between who we truly are at the essence. And then, you know, this story that's playing in our head and, you know, and, or this identity or this role we're playing and with, you know, we're not in our truest self. Um, and it comes back to, for me, what you mentioned earlier is like coherence between the state of our mind, the state of our body and the state of our emotions or our spirit. Right. And if we can get those three things in alignment, we can, we're super powerful and infinitely powerful to heal ourselves, to accomplish anything. Right. But it's when they're out of alignment and we're too caught in our heads or our body is unhealthy or, uh, we're running away from emotions. That's when we get into trouble. That's when we get into disease. That's when we get into conflict. And I think that's, you know, on a global scale is what we're seeing like collective trauma on a global scale. So, you know, the work that you're doing and, and anybody that does this work of personal transformation or personal development to come into that coherence has a profound effect, not only on yourself, but on the society at large, because you're influencing the people around you. And then that, that uh, energy ripples out. Right. So beautiful work that you're doing, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. to, to that yeah. end, I wanted to ask you, like, how would you describe your mission? Like what, what are you looking mm -hmm. to accomplish in your lifetime? What would you like to be remembered mm -hmm. for? Maybe is a good way to say it. Mm -hmm. I think my mission or, or my main mission is to remind people and, and inspire people that we can play, you know, we can play yes. with life and play with the body and with the mind and like, and get, keep being excited and not fall into the idea that oh, I have to do this or I have to do this work. I have to make money and I have to. And then we just slowly die inside and there's like no more of that like <laughs> inner child happiness yes. keeping you alive and that fire burning inside, you know? So like, I'm really, as I said, I'm like considering myself as a movement artist. I like to move in all sorts of ways and I'm very interested in, in healing and all of that. And I realized more and more that like play is a, is a huge factor, you know, huge. like in, in all those like healing practices, there's so many things that are just kind of like playful, uh, like dancing, you know, and, and chanting and, and singing and stuff that's just been around for so long. And it's, mm. doesn't have to be much, you know, and even like a playing cards or a, or playing any game or, and then relationship is also play, you know, it can be play and work can be play and like so i think that that is kind of my main mission or like what i'm trying to accomplish i mean i think there's nothing else to do as a human like i said to then other than feeling and healing and being 
And so just to go around and do that and inspire people to do the same and to just create the world that we really want to live in, you know, and like, um, I think manifestation is in another one of my big passion in life, how we create, you know, a thought and then it becomes maybe words and then it becomes something physical that's manifested. And that's also something that I'm learning on the Slack line a lot because it all comes from like what I'm feeling inside when I'm thinking. And then that vibration translates into the line. And then suddenly you see that manifest, you know? So like mm. if I'm able to calm myself down and then boom, I see like the line becomes super stable and I notice I start to walk faster and more efficiently. And then, Oh, I, I start to have a thought about like falling or about something in the past or the future. And then suddenly it's just kind of throwing me off or wow. so yeah. It's like how do we manifest, you know, how do we manifest and consciously manifest the things that we want to manifest because obviously we're always manifesting and we're always manifesting fear and love so all of our fears if we keep thinking about them they eventually manifest you know yeah and all of your dreams eventually if you keep thinking about it enough it's going to manifest but to really get to understand the level of power we have in manifestation and to start being really aware of what am i manifesting even when i'm manifesting my fears Yes. sometimes I am manifesting my fears and I'm, I'm like, Oh shit, like I'm doing it right now. It's going to happen. And I, I almost like can't stop it. So I'm preparing already for like <laughs> dealing with the consequences, you know, <laughs> instead of being more afraid, it's like, okay. But, but also, yeah, like manifesting, you know, spaces and uh, communities and people around us that, that are, that are healthy, that, you know, that's manifesting a world in which the beings can be happy, you know, us and, and all the other beings, I think is the ultimate mission, you know, for me, I, I wish it would be everyone's mission. We would probably live in an amazing world. And I'm meeting more and more people who have that same kind of mission to like create communities and, and spaces, places where we can live and train together, develop ourselves, you know, do personal work, support each other with different therapies, with different things that are, that are, you know, helping us to create, create stronger relationships, you know, better communication and all of that. So just mm. putting out there what you want to see in the world and then talking about it, like I'm doing right now, you know, yes. and then eventually that you surround yourself with that energy and then suddenly you're like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm living it, you know, and that's been more and more of my life, I would say. We are in extraordinary times and facing unprecedented challenges. Never in history have we been so connected yet so divided at the same time. Now more than ever, there's a fundamental need and desire for us to come together in community and collaboration, to experience real and authentic connection with our fellow human beings, to be part of a tribe of people who are doing the challenging work of making sense of the world and their place in it. To have a safe place to be vulnerable and get the support we so desperately seek as we navigate the complexity of modern life. This is why I've created The Chrysalis, an exclusive online community for people who are doing the deep work of personal development, of awakening, of healing, of peeling back the layers of conditioning and unconscious programming and unleashing their full creative expression through the discovery of their life's purpose. 
This is for the people who have the courage to say yes to life and to becoming the best version of themselves for their own benefit and for the benefit of all. This private membership group will be hosted away from the prying eyes and ears of the big tech platforms and will feature live group coaching calls, exclusive content and trainings, plus guest speakers, workshops, and more. At its essence, the Chrysalis is about coming together in a thriving community with the shared intention of co-creating the future that we all want to live in. If this resonates with you, go to enterthechrysalis.com for more information and to reserve your spot. Chrysalis is spelled C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. So that's enterthechrysalis.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, yes, brother. I love it. I love everything you're saying. And um, (laughs) how powerful we are as individuals, I think, is so important. If anybody takes one nugget away from this conversation, you are infinitely powerful. Like, and that is something we've been programmed to not believe, like by the system or whoever, the people that are interested in more power, they want you to believe that you're not powerful. And as an individual, it's the biggest lie that's ever been perpetrated. Each of us are incredibly powerful to expand ourselves, Mm -hmm. to manifest things, to heal ourselves. And it's coming back to that power is really what's going to change the world. Right. And one Mm -hmm. of the beautiful ways to do that is through play. That's something that's been so um, prominent for me as well. I'm a musician and I've been playing my whole life. And, but you get caught in these, these ideas or these, these, uh, the system of like, okay, I have to make money. I have to be responsible. I have to do things. And we, you move away further and further from that inner child, you know, to the point where mm-hmm. most people as adults, they never play. They never do anything that feels like play. And it's a tragedy <laughs> because, you know, you, you stop learning, you stop exploring, you stop expanding. And that is like, and creativity is so, so powerful. And like you say, when you are not aware that you're creating your own reality through your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, then you're going to continually create the fear because you're not focused on the play and the the expansion, right? So, oh my God, this is, this is awesome, dude. Uh, I'm just like so excited right now. Like I get to talk. That's why I started this podcast to have these conversations, right? And broadcast them out to the world and, you know, just to, to inspire people. It's like, dude, it's possible to live, live a life that's exciting for you. That's playful and make money and make a positive impact. It's possible for everybody. Right. So amazing. And often like hearing you say that, like there's a, you said something about, you know, the system and like, we often kind of blame the the outside world. Totally. Like, Oh, and it's true in a way, like we've been used to like, you know, if you go to school or you go to work every day, nine to five, like you, it's harder to really feel your emotions. And maybe there's not a lot of space in that context to really be yourself. And like, because being ourselves mean being able to have variations, because sometimes you're really happy, sometimes you're really not happy, and that, that has to have a place in the workspace or at school and stuff. And I think that's something that's missing. But also, you know, when we think about even like big corporation and all the things that we want to blame for our own unhappiness, it's also giving away our power. Because totally. I think it's possible to develop compassion an understanding of the fact that all those corporations and whoever has like a ill intentions or like are stuck in greed or they're stuck in work and like think that it's all individuals yes. that are suffering in some level yes and that if they would know more about like play and maybe they would 
they would just have more like hugs in their life or stuff like that. You know, like it's <laughs> totally. Sometimes it's just that simple. Like how yeah. many problems on a political, global, huge level are happening because some individuals are suffering from a yes. lack of love. Maybe they just weren't held when they were a child, you know, and then it becomes all of this chain reaction that leads you to doing things like greedy and like not being generous and not being loving. And it's, so there's nothing, none of that is impossible to change. And also mm. none of that is absolutely going to disappear because there's always going to be those, those two forces. It's not like one day there won't be fear in the world. Like yeah. fear is always going to be there. Yeah. Love is always going to be there. Yeah. So it's not really yeah. about blaming that thing. It's more about taking your own responsibility for your own choices. And like, I know I live in a world where like people go to you know school and like work nine to five. And I still have the choice to not do that. Yeah. You know, I only need to become aware of it and start manifesting the things that I want. Yes. There's nothing stopping me from doing that. And by doing it, I might inspire some other people that have like super high, uh, you know, places in, the, in society that have a big impact that if they change, then they could change a whole business. Mm -hmm. And that would change like chain reaction. Eventually we get to a more happy, more peaceful world, you know? Yes. Gradually. Gradually, yes, and hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So I, I just want to reflect, kind of, my perspective on what you're saying is it's it's totally in line that hurt people hurt people is basically what we're talking about. Is so when mm -hmm. you, when you're hurt and you have trauma when you're growing up or as a child, and you grow into adulthood and that pain is unresolved, that trauma is unresolved, it's going to manifest in ways that are unhealthy for you and the people that you're around. And that's what we're seeing on a global level. It's we have collective trauma where, you know, war and genocide and slavery and racism, all these things that are baked into our ancestry that are still unhealed, unresolved, that are manifesting in ways that, that cut us off from our heart center, that cut us off from feeling. And I think it's a, a survival mechanism, right? We were talking earlier about most people don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings, so they try to push them away, right? And so when you do, when you continually do that and you're not healing, you go into your head, you go into your ego, and you get caught there. You get caught there in your ego, and the ego is designed to keep you safe as an individual. So it cuts you off from the idea that we're interconnected, and it cuts you off from your feeling. So that makes you capable of doing shit like profit for all costs and externalizing harm and you know doing anything that's in my benefit, even if it's hurting you. Right. And so the solution for me on a global level, and it starts with the individual, is taking responsibility, allowing yourself to feel all those feelings moving into your heart space and creating that coherence we were talking about earlier. You know, like so you you have it's not getting rid of your ego or, you know, eliminating it. It's, it's using it as a tool rather than as the master. Right. And so you have the coherence yeah, between absolutely. heart, spirit, emotion, mind. And that's when, and when you're fully healed as an individual, then you impact the people around you. And this is what, in my opinion, is happening right now. And my, all of my energy and talent goes towards is facilitating this bottom up cultural conscious revolution of healed people like yourself, like doing this work. And we start to create community mm -hmm. around it. Like we, you know, the, the um, retreat we were just at, that was a big focus is how to create community mm -hmm. around sustainability and healing and collaboration and co-creation. It's like, man, I'm so positive. Like even with so much negative 
shit going on in the world. Like, you know, you got the virus, you got, uh, you know, environmental disaster, you got political, you got starvation. There's so many things going on. It gets overwhelming. But if you can just come back to the idea that you are incredibly powerful by yourself, you know, and do that work of coherence and healing, and then find the other people that are doing the same work. This is how we change the world, brother. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think also, you know, like we always have this idea of like changing the world. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm questioning sometimes because, you know, all these negative things that are happening. I, and I'm a balance artist, so I always <laughs> try to see where the balance to understand balance. You have to look at the extremes, you know, yes. so like what's completely on one side what's completely on the other side. And then maybe you can aim for the center, you know, okay. so, so on one side you have all the disease, you know, and all the, the illnesses and like right now the virus is such a huge representation of that side of, of humanity and it's very yeah. strong at the moment which means on the other side you have equally strong positive light force mm -hmm. you know so it's not like really the light is there to you know it, it, it's the world is changing both of these things are changing and going up and down and the, the balance is being kept naturally so like maybe for some reason right now we're in a more intense you know, dance moment in astrological events. I don't know what it is, but like <laughs> there's more negative and there's also more positive. And, you know, when the negative is going to go down, the positive probably is going to follow. So it's not like there's ever going to be like a sun without a shadow. Mm. You know, there's always going to be light and shadow. So it's, it's interesting. And when you, when you surrender to that, I feel for myself, like when I stop thinking that I'm going to change the world, like I'm definitely trying to stay on the light side or like on the bright side and bringing more light because I know that the shadow is going to always be there anyways. Mm. And so, and, and aiming for that center also between the two where it's a little bit more neutral sometimes and like, oh yeah, I, I don't need to do like crazy things and like do... Although I do a lot of crazy things, but like, <laughs> yes, you, you do. don't need to go super far on the bright side, you know, to kind of avoid the darkness. It's yes. like the more you go on one side, the more you're going to see the other side as well. So there's yes. no escape really. And there's nothing, there's nothing that we need to change really. And it's, it's more about allowing the change to happen because it's already happening. And that's what I like about Vipassana again, because it's not that you're sitting there trying to target certain like feelings in your body and like trying to send an intention to change that or anything. It's just, if you just let it be, it's going to change, you know? Mm. So, and, and then, yeah, you have a choice to make of what role do I want to play? What do I want to do with my day? You know, what friends do I want to meet? Where do I want to live? And it's, it's kind of all about that, in my opinion. It's more like what what kind of life do do I want to have, and that's going to have an impact on everybody that's like following me and and uh, surrounding me. So, mm. but it's it's just a choice, you know. It's a, I don't think there's a a world savior. It's already there. It's the sun, you know. <laughs> it's yes. like it's there's already light. And, totally, we're all adorable. I love, I love your perspective on light and dark. And I totally agree with you. It's not like we're trying to eliminate the darkness. And this is similar to what I was just talking about with the ego. It's not like you're trying to eliminate the ego. It's there for a reason. The darkness <laughs> is also there for a reason. It's, it's, it's the contrast. You wouldn't understand what light is unless you had the contrast of the dark. 
right? And so it's it's a yeah. it's in forever in balance. You have to have one and the other. And it's a similar to what we were talking about emotions earlier. It's not like there's negative and positive emotions. It's just like you need both of them to to sort of find a balance. They're they're there to guide you on your way. It's the same with the light and the dark. The same with the ego and the heart. You know, these are all. Exactly. Uh, balances, right? <laughs> balances in order to yeah. uh, navigate this this experience. Um, and yeah, so what you said about uh, not trying to change anything—that's that's something that's a trap that I definitely fall into. Like it's like I I'm I'm trying to fight, you know. It's like I was like uh, like I feel like I'm being harmed or, or wrong, you know. There's wrongdoing going on, so I want to go out and fight, right? But it's like, wait a minute, okay, that's not the way to do it. You know, it's just like, okay, how can I come yeah. back to this equanimous, centered, grounded? In being and fully in coherence and healed and just be right. And that's why I called the show being it's like, how can we come back to just being because we've been so programmed yeah, into absolutely. this doing or identities or money and all the, we're chasing all these things and we're never fully in the present moment. And that's where all the magic is. Right. Absolutely. And you said yeah. it when you start to feel that like sense of like, I need to fight. Like, yeah. you know, when uh, even like people who are fighting for really good things, yeah, you're still fighting. And it's yes. been proven that like war against drugs, war against yeah. this, war against <laughs> this is always made more of it because when you give it importance, you're manifesting more of it. So that's, yes. that's so simple. As soon as you notice that you're in a war within yourself because you think you have to fight for something, if you can catch yourself in those moments and just be like, oh, wait a minute, like, what's the peaceful way of doing this, you know? Yeah. And so, it's yeah. always compassion. It's always like just noticing that like what you, there's nothing to fight for, you know, mm. you already win if you don't fight. And that's something I learned from Kung Fu. Like really my masters are, it's like a school that isn't, doesn't do competition or anything like that. And really the, my masters have taught me that you learn martial arts in order to not fight. You know, you learn how yes. to, You learn how to fight in order to learn peace. Because when you have full control of yourself, you're fully confident. You're like, I know I can hurt this person. And I know how much it hurts when I get you know, hit. And so I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for the other person. And I know I have sufficient skills to even, you know, if somebody attacks me, I can just kind of gently put that person down and just like <laughs> help that person to calm down, you know, if I'm a real master. If you're yes. a real master, you're learning how to not fight. Yes. And I really love that philosophy. I love that as well. I, th I think there's a nuance, though, in just what we were talking about, um, not, not doing anything. You know, So there's this idea that, how can I describe this? So, And this is my personal experience, and I'm just asking for your reflection, is that I feel like I need to be aware of the darkness in order to inform my choices, right? And so it's not... It's not like I want to live in the darkness or go fight the darkness or, you know, or the power structures or what it is. But I, I also want to understand what it is and where it's coming from mm -hmm. in, in order for mm -hmm. me to uh, take aligned action towards, you know, you know, uh, a more balanced world. Right. And so but the, mm -hmm. the trap I fall into is like, OK, if I'm giving my attention to it, how much am I helping manifest it? You know what I mean? So there's this, mm -hmm. this is kind of like, OK, well. I want to understand it so I can make good choices, but wait a minute, if I'm giving it my attention, am I helping to manifest it? You know what I mean? So is there, exactly. is there a nuance there that you play with? Like, I haven't quite figured that one no, out. I mean, it's, it's, it is fascinating, you know, because <laughs> like, yeah, if you're like afraid of something and then you, you know, you don't want to just also avoid that. You're just yeah. like noticing, Oh, I'm afraid of this thing. Oh, I don't want to manifest it. So like, I don't think about it. Exactly. And, but then you're, you're manifesting fear 
Yes. And then therefore you're, you're manifesting your fear. So it's like, how do you kind of like look at it and notice there's nothing to be afraid of? Well, this so is the- it's again, I think it's, you're, yeah, if you're looking at, at the darkness or anything that you would judge as being negative, if you just stop judging it, then it's not negative. You know, if you, if you don't say this is a bad thing, who else is saying this is a bad thing? Mm. You know, it's really like judgment is another big part of my practice. And like, I'm playing a lot recently with shame and blame and realizing that like how, whenever we blame or, or shame something, like basically saying something is wrong or even saying something is right, you know, like right or wrong or good or bad, like just mm. noticing those moments where it's like, or when you say like, oh, it sucks now, oh, that sucks. And it's like, well, does it, does it really suck? Like what, what does that mean? You know, it's, it's what it is. And yes. like, it's what's happening now. So it doesn't suck. It's like life right now. It's exciting. Yes. It's like, it's what it is. So to yeah. move away from this sense of, you know, dualistic, but we have both forces. That's the irony of life. Like you said, the ego is there always. Yeah. And the, the ego is making sure that we remember that we're different. And <laughs> exactly. then the, the soul or whatever you want to call it on the other side is there and making sure that we remember that we're all connected. And That's we're right. always both. So we're always exactly. connected and we're always different. <laughs> so like That's- this... It's interesting play, you know. That's where it balances, you know. That slack line never stops moving. It's always kind of like never one or the other. It's always both. Oh my god! Sometimes more of one, sometimes the other. Yes, brother. Yes, I think you. I think you just nailed it, though. It's 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 non attachment. It's non attachment to um, the darkness or the the light, right? And so it's the emotion that you attach to it or the meaning that you attach to it. Like you said, if I'm looking at the darkness and I'm judging it as darkness, then, then I help to manifest it because my fear and that negative energy or whatever goes into it. Right. But if I'm, if I'm looking at it with non-attachment to understand it, then that's different because I'm not attaching fear or a judgment or an emotion to it. So that's that you just, uh, gave me great clarity around that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I want to come back to this idea of healing. It's all about the vibration that that's right. Yes, exactly. It's like whatever story is outside, it's always just outside. And what's really manifesting is your vibration. So like whatever reflection you see in the story, it's, it's, it's all about what you're feeling and that's what you're manifesting. Yes. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Because your internal world is reflected in the external world. Right whether you realize it's happening or not, that's what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So that's important to recognize. Like if you have chaos in your external world, then you, it's best to look internally because you probably have chaos internally as well. Right. And so, and if you have, mm-hmm. it's like the slack line, if it's moving all over the place, you, you, you know, you go inward and you calm yourself inward that all of a sudden the slack line stops moving. Right. So it's a perfect metaphor. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in the beginning about healing, and I want to come back to that because I think it's super important and super practical for people. Um, for somebody that maybe doesn't understand what that means, like we know what healing like a cut or a broken arm means, but what does healing mean on a mental or emotional level? Hmm. I think healing is like a, it's a process, you know, it's like a, it's healing, it's happening, it's mm. never stopping. And the, like nature does it. Like nature is always living, you know, and, and it's like healing is, is living and dying at the same time. It's like always shedding, letting go of things and then like welcoming new things. And so healing is a, 
for me means transformation. It means movement, means energy moving. And when we've, but you know, like it's another interesting kind of irony of life where like we think like there's, you know, sickness and, and health and there is, but also, you know, like, I, I like to, it's like, even if I have tension in my body, for example, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you want to get a massage to like, try to get that tension out. But then I, some, sometimes I, I think, what if the body itself is a tension, you know, like it's, it's matter that has been like densified. <laughs> so like, you know, if you look at it as like light and dark and like sickness and health, like I would say health is closer to light, which is you know, like there's space, there's openness, there's movement, like fast movement where darkness is kind of like more dense, slower movement. And so like, but it's all there existing. Like my body is attention in space, you know, like it's a, the matter has come together and now it's stuck there. So like, (laughs) and in cancer is just like a very densified, even more densified and intensified collection of, of cells or like densified matter right so it's just another level of of tension but it's it's all kind of just in that realm of either like tense or expanded and so Mm -hmm. like if you're too tense for example like again what's the balance you know because like if i'm complete light i'm no longer being in a body you know i'm not even there i'm exploded in space mm. and if i'm super dense maybe i'm like filled with cancer and i'm dying mm. but like in the center is kind of the path for me to like uh, balance life so for me healing means balance really and it's like always finding the the middle ground and the, the core like the essence what's the what's the essence of this and that's also kind of changing all the time yeah yeah but um yeah so it's like healing is like not seeking for you know necessarily more enlightenment or trying to avoid pain it's it's more about just finding that balance where like okay maybe there's a part of my body right now that's too dense or it's it's dense to a point where it's creating like a disease and so i need a little bit more light there Mm-hmm. so how do i bring space and that's why i'm saying like just things like massage or like even sometimes it's just talking to someone you know you might be super sad and you're feeling your heart is collapsing and it's kind of dense and it's hard and it's painful and you just call your mom and then you feel it relaxing and opening you know you just have, have a nice talk with a friend yeah or you just rest sometimes just like resting in a hammock or like sleeping sleeping at night is just like it's going to allow that like spaciousness and like the space between the thoughts also that's another like interesting thing where we often think or like meditation means not thinking and like no it's like creating space within the thoughts it's not ever stopping the thoughts it's just creating more and more space and if you have like so much space that you have no more thought you're just kind of a zombie in a way or like you're you know you're maybe like going in another dimension and if you have so many thoughts and you're like on your phone and you're like overstimulated, then, um, you know, that's another imbalance as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, finding that, that center. Yes. Know? Balance. And it keeps coming back to balance, which is beautiful and coherence, right? It's like that 
uh, for me, what healing is, is, you know, we're, when we're born into these physical bodies, these incarnations as a soul, we we're those perfect light beings, you know, we're not, uh, we're whole. Right. And when we move into this 3d reality, we start getting tugged in different directions. We, and that's what this life experience is about, frankly, is like, okay, we have to go through this 3d reality to have these experiences, to go out of alignment, to be get pushed and pulled in different directions, to learn how to come back to coherence in this lifetime. That's really what this is for me. Right. But the pain of being out of alignment is excruciating. And it's like, <clears throat> it manifests in all sorts of ways, disease or addiction or abuse or trauma or whatever it is. And so it's our job. It's our responsibility to recognize where we're out of alignment, be it physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and do whatever it takes to come back into alignment into back into balance. And that's for, for me, what healing is, whatever yeah. it's going to bring you back into balance yeah. with yourself. So that again, you become this, this whole grounded symbiotic being that can now interact with nature and the world and other people in a way where you're not projecting your trauma, you're not, you know, projecting your fear, you're not causing harm, you're not causing abuse, you know, you're doing what's best for you and everybody mm -hmm. at the same time. And that's, that's what healing leads to is balance within the individual and then balance on the global scale. And that's why it's so powerful. That's why I'm doing this work. And I believe that's why you're doing it as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the discomfort, the discomfort of being out of balance, you know, and like I had this very interesting thought two days ago when I was walking in the forest, I understood that like when I'm balancing on the slack line and I want to correct the movement and bring it back to the center that you're talking about, I never go against the direction that I was going. So meaning like if on a physical term, like if I, if the movement is going to the left, I'm not thinking, Oh, I want to go right. You know, mm. I'm thinking, first of all, I want to go to the center, but also in order to get there, I'm going to have to, kind of absorb that motion so i'm going left first and then bringing it back to the center where oftentimes we think about the opposite you know yes. like this is not good i want that and yes. then we just kind of react that's the reaction and yes. like so sometimes that's why it's interesting to learn how to play with fear and discomfort because like when you're feeling that thing you're just like okay now i'm a little bit off here but i'm not going to react and go the other way i'm just going to go there like you want to go there right now so allow yourself to go there and yes. then just kind of gently bring it back to the center and often we're very hard with ourselves yeah. we're just kind of slapping ourselves each other like and each other like left and right you know but to, to start thinking about this like oh no it's actually absorb it and kind of bring <laughs> it back to the center oh that's i love Don't be afraid of being out of balance yes we actually my kids and i were watching some of your videos before we got on this podcast and i, I now thinking about it i saw you doing that on the slack line and that's a perfect example of you know when we are feeling something we are feeling that we're out of alignment be it an emotion or something instead of wanting to run the other way instead of wanting to do the opposite feel into it go towards it feel it fully and then use the the flow of it to bring you back to center just like you're talking about that's absolutely beautiful yeah. like because it, it caught it's too much energy and friction to immediately go the other way 
why don't you just, you, you feel into it, you give it the light of your consciousness, whatever it might be. And then it, it, it dissipates and then it allows you to easily come back to center in a more flowing way where it's more natural mm-hmm. and less energy expenditure. Right. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I love it. Yeah, I love this good. metaphor between slack line and that it's got so many uh, practical <laughs> applications. Right? I'm fascinated now, man. Cause uh, you know, I've been trying- years I've been doing this. Yeah. Awesome. I know all the, <laughs> the metaphors. You know. <laughs> Everything is like slack line. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, dude. Well, I just got a couple more questions for you. This has been so awesome, Julian. I really appreciate your time today. Um, but creativity, we were talking about play and like reinvigorating that inner child earlier. And I think what I was saying earlier, when we, you know, we come to this life, we get out of balance. We, we um, get disconnected out of harmony and we pile all this shit on top of our truest essence. It's difficult to see that inner child, right? So for me, it's about peeling about back the layers that are covering up our creative channel to really let it flow. But when we do that, when we do that and get out of our own way and let the ego subside and the mind subside and just let our creativity flow, then there's something magical that happens there. Right. And I'm a songwriter and I've had this experience a few times where, you know, I'm in a place and a song just comes to me, you know, it's like, it's like, I didn't come up with this. It's like, I'm channeling something, but I'm my, I'm my channel is open to receive something is kind of what I, how I feel about it. Right. Or how I think about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it reminds me of an anecdote. I, I like to recall is uh, Tom Waits, the songwriter is driving down the LA freeway and he's in his car and shit. And this is years ago. And you know, he gets this hit of inspiration. It's like, dude, like, you know, he's talking to the muse. I, you know, dude, can't you see him driving here? I can't just pull over and like pull out my guitar, you know, like go bother Leonard Cohen or something. Yeah, I'm busy right now, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. But, you know, it's like these, we get these hits of inspiration. So the question I want to ask you is, you know, when you are being creative, where do you think that genesis comes from? Is there some kind of external genesis of the creativity or is it internal or is it a balance? Like where, where does creativity come from? I mean, external and internal always happens kind of at the same time. It's like hard to know what comes first. Um, There's definitely movements, you know, in nature. There's like, there's, there are moments where it's just like, I feel like, oh, sometimes I just can't sleep, for example, and I'm feeling super creative. And it's just like, oh, it feels like now is the time. Like I'm, I'm being creative. I want to write. I want to do music. I want to do these things. And other moments I would I would try really hard to come up with, you know, like a paragraph of a text of something or like a, anything music. Or, <laughs> yeah. And so for me, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. It's like, if you go fishing, you know, like you, you it, and when we go highlighting it, I compare it to fishing sometimes because we set up th- these lines, you know, we just kind of show up, set up the lines, and then we just kind of wait. <laughs> and then one person goes on the line and sometimes nobody goes. It's like you're waiting for that moment, you know? So there's a big part of the creative process for me that is listening to the tempo of the greater universe that you're Mm. in, you know, like just pay attention to like what you feel like doing now. And sometimes I feel like sleeping, you know, sometimes I feel like, like creating three songs or like working on the show or like working on my things and like, if I start to like try to control this rhythm or I'm, you know, like get mad because now I'm not producing enough. Yeah. What's the purpose, you know? And it touched, touches a little bit of what I was saying earlier about like the work period that we kind of 
force ourselves into it's like oh you have to be productive from nine to five every day and mm-hmm. you'll have maybe two weeks of, of vacation per year ridiculous where like i started living my life maybe 15 years ago in a way that is more like i wake up in the morning i have a huge list of things i want to accomplish in my life it's all there in my computer and i just kind of look at it you know and then i i just feel what feels more like i want to do this right now you know what's the priority what what's just comes up now and I do that and and I'm often just very efficient at doing it because I feel like it's the right time for it you know mm-hmm. so I think for creativity or work or anything it's like the same thing you know to mm-hmm. not go against the, the flow but to really tap into the flow and that the key is listening you know yes. listen how am I feeling when I wake up in the morning like these days I don't know I wake up in the morning I just want to stay in bed usually in Costa Rica I was waking up at six seven in the morning. Mm-hmm come back to Canada now I'm like waking up at 10 and the part of me wants to like judge that and it's like well you know now that's it you know and then I feel super creative at night and I start doing things at night and that's now and that's like I, I go with that flow instead of going against it you know yes yes I love that I think the most important thing you said in that whole thing is is listening being self-aware to listen to your body, listen to your energy, listen to your impulse, your creativity and honor it and just go with the flow. I, like you said, we get caught yeah. in these systems of and ideas that we have to do things a certain way at a certain time for a certain amount of, you know, it's like, dude, no, that's not what life mm-hmm. is about. That's not what energy is about. That's not what, you know, our love is about. It's love is flowing. Our energy is flowing. Creativity is flowing. So learning to flow with mm-hmm. it and not fight against it is, is challenging for a lot of people, especially within the, the system that we're supposed to live. Right. So yeah, that was beautiful, dude. And it all comes back to, you know, going with that flow and, and just being present and being self-aware. But so many people aren't self-aware because they're caught in their minds, they're caught in the stories, they're caught in the grind of their day-to-day, they're not listening. They're not listening to anything. And when you don't listen to your body, it's going to start shouting out you. And that usually means an accident or a diagnosis or something happening in your life to get your attention. So you do start paying attention, right? Yeah. And let's face it, attention deficit is a real deal situation in the world right now with like the the technologies and like it's very something. That's why part of my mission is to bring people on slack lines, for example, and like doing these practices and meditating and stuff, because I noticed even myself, like getting caught up on like Instagram and like being on your phone and like it's, yeah. it's something because when you think about it on a deeper level, if we don't have this ability to listen, I mean, nothing can work. Like we can't communicate. We can't have proper relationships. We can't build families. We can't have projects. We can't do anything, you know, if we're, we're not listening to each other. And if we're not listening to the outside environment, like the, the, the flow and the movement I was talking about, you know, mm. to be like catching up on what's happening here. And you, you're just like focusing on doing your thing. And then you start to feel completely disconnected from, from everybody else. And, one day you wake up and you're like, what, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. This has been so amazing, Julian. I have one more question for you before I let you go. And it's this, if you were to take all of your experiences, all the wisdom you've gained, all the knowledge and distill it down to one message or one sentence, what would it be? Feeling is healing. Yes, brother. Being being yourself and uh, that's it that's the that's the healing there's nothing else to do really uh, everything else is just a variety of ways to do the same thing 
<laughs> Love it. Thank you so Always much. Jerseys and everything. Yes. Julian yeah, DeForge, I really appreciate it today, man. Uh, do you want to let people know where they can find you or check out your work or work with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find me on Instagram, juliandeforge.slackline. I think I'm about to change my name for Slackline Freak. So. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Right. Slackline Freak. <laughs> Slackline Freak. It's easier when you give your name, you know? Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, my business is Slackline Montreal. So slacklinemontreal.com. Um, what else? I'm starting an online Slackline course that's going to be called Slackline Mastery. So check that out. It's uh, soon to be uh, to be out and starting on that. Awesome. And if you want to join me for like retreats and uh, stuff, I'm doing some retreats right now in September in uh, Canada. Highline, Slackline, Wim Hof, and all those healing things. Healing things. That sounds epic, dude. Yeah, that tickled my fear just thinking about going to that retreat. So maybe I'll sign up. Maybe it's a sign. I have to, <laughs> I have to listen. <laughs> right on julian deforge i really appreciate your time brother thank you so much thank you thank you for doing this work have a great day cheers hey everyone thanks for tuning in and if you enjoyed the show please do subscribe rate and review for more information and show notes head on over to being-podcast.com and if you're ready to make massive changes in your life and looking for the support and accountability to make it happen I'm currently accepting applications for my private one-to-one coaching. You can send an email to patrick at patrickcookcoaching.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is now. Live your being.